You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Buckle, 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 buckle. <laughs> you know the devil. Female parts. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We sort of in our actions let it happen. We we condone this thing. Um, but we, what he but what he said it was vulgar. But it wasn't a lie. If you have money, yeah, right. you can get women. Some people said. Some people said. Whoa, that, that's locker room talk. You know, <laughs> and, and in a way, it kind of it is. is. It's the culture. Well, yeah, unfortunately, I think we have a culture where. You know, we can say and do things. Like I said, money does influence a lot of our actions. Um, I mean, good and bad. And it's just a reflection of how we, we view sexual assault and, and how we view the, I guess, the relevance of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's still one of those things where we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to address it. And we just have to have these discussions, have to have a dialogue. I think there's a deeper topic. There's a deeper topic at hand here with just the imbalance between men and women in the workplace, mm-hmm. not just in Hollywood, but just overall. Because I kind of wanted to touch on that, but that's you got to start from a specific place with that topic. Yeah. Where do you work? I work at Flagstar Bank. Okay, so you work with like a lot of men and not a lot of women. No, it's a, it's a healthy amount. It's okay. a healthy healthy balance. Okay. I don't think I don't think my job. I work be an in example. social services, okay. and I don't work in what I would consider a healthy um, balance. It's about eighty people in our office, and maybe five dudes, and I. And I would go. I would go on a limb to say that those five dudes are victimized mm-hmm. and picked on really? by women in the office because they're a minority. Mm-hmm. And it goes both ways too. You gotta look at it like, like that. I mean, we just look. I, we don't. We got one male supervisor out of ten supervisors. All the other supervisors are female. The top dog is female. The second top dog is female. And then you know all the other supervisors are female except for one guy. And then we have those five guys in the office. They're always getting complained on, like threatened to get written up. Like they're wow. watched more closely than my female colleagues. Hmm. That's hmm. Interesting. That that is, that is interesting. Why do you think? I mean, is it just because they're male, or I would kind of joke with them. I'm like, who are you not flirting with? Why are you always getting in trouble? Like because it would be something like like I like I was saying before. I'm not necessarily on time to work every day, but mm. I can come in, slip in, slip out, go get a haircut, come back. They can't do that. They don't have mm. that luxury because they're always being watched by somebody in the office. Oh, such and such left. Mm. We had a 15-minute break. Uh, he left out at 10 and came back at 10, 16. Mm. Wow. I just, you know, and to draw a parallel to that, I used to work the morning shift at Tim Hortons. I was the only guy there, you know, nothing but mm-hmm. women. Come, to, you know, speak on the intercom about their problems. Like, I can't believe he did this. I can't believe he did that. You know, men are men are dogs. Men are stupid. And they look at me like, make that sandwich. <laughs> you know, and I, it, it would be, there will be levity to it. There will be yeah. a joke. But at some point I felt like, okay, I'm the only guy here, so I'm going to be the object of um, anger. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but target. I like that though, in a sense, you know, because it gives me an opportunity to really play my game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, see, it might start out a certain way, 
but give me a month. You know what I'm saying? Them, them same girls will be bringing me some lunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now they do like they that are serious like, like they are catered to by other. Like I'm saying, all of them, all five of them, they are catered to by certain females in the mm. office, but they also are told on one. Right. And I believe it's the reverse thing when it's when it's mostly guys and about like three women. They're catered to, but they're mostly picked on. That's an interesting dynamic there that it does go about both ways. Yeah, it does. I think when you're looking at like the general, you know, workplace, like if you're looking at the Fortune 500 companies, I think only three percent of those organizations have a, a woman as a CEO or the head. And so that that shows you. I mean, we have co- companies who are, um, you know, hiring males at the upper level leadership. A lot of those things, like that culture has to be changed. You have to sort of have those discussions about, all right, how are we going to handle situations where a sexual assault or a sexual harassment may come up? And I know HR does a great job, regardless of where you are, your HR department, they cover those those bases. But, again, it's about having a culture where people are free or, or willing to speak up and out against those situations. Right. Yeah. And so in terms of um, the female, well, and I work at a – I'll just say I work at a law school in in admissions. Um, yeah, I should have said my name. <laughs> and so we have pretty much a similar situation where it's more women than men. Um, but I feel like it, it hasn't been bad though in terms of our, our, our situation. You get free lunch. No, I don't get free lunch. You get no. home cooked meals. No, I don't get home. <laughs> no, I don't get all that. <laughs> I wish. Going, I'm listening. Keep going. Put his sweat no. hotel voice on right there. No, no but I'm, what I'm saying is that um, oh, within least my, my bad. Yeah, within within my organization, at least I think we do a good job because at our at our top, our dean is a woman, and so she, we sort of we know when we can speak up. We know when uh, when we're if we're uncomfortable with some with situation, we know who to talk to. We know when it goes too far. Um, but again, a lot of places don't have things like that in place. But you know what though. Uh, Sometimes it, it's it's hard because uh, sometimes when when women are in like top positions, their emotional state be so oh all, everywhere. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just gonna be one, honest. One of the same reasons why Hillary didn't get elected. She yeah. gonna be emotional. She but go ahead, go ahead. Their emotional state just be everywhere. Sometimes Monday they might like you. <laughs> Tuesday they hate you. Wednesday they're not talking to you. Thursday they, that's your best friend. Friday in the morning they hate you. In the afternoon and you like I don't know how to take her. Like and I'm not saying that's everyone. I, I, like I work for some dynamic women. Yeah, oh you yeah. know what I'm saying. Oh I yeah. have some I, I some of you. my mentors are yeah. women. You know Alicia Nails, the director of the Journalism Institute for Media Diversity at Wayne State. Awesome, mm. awesome. I could work with her any day of the week, mm. but. It's some people out here like trying to cover his tracks. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it real. Facebook. It's it's some women sometimes in power. They take their power to the head. You know what I'm saying? And they don't like really know how to have that balance where you firm but fair. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With people like mm-hmm. is you know his attitude and everything is is you know it's in their voice. It's in the email. You know is it, it, it's like you find yourself like hey, man, I don't want to be. A chauvinist, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like that, but man, I'm tired of working for women being over me, man, because they be tripping. <laughs> like that's the thought process you have sometimes, you know. So I'm taking. So a- I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I just want to end with this. So it leads you sometimes, and I'm I'm not talking about something I heard from somebody. I'm telling you stuff I know. I hear it all the time. 
it leads people a lot of times, and males a lot of times, they that thought process of, man, am I going to have to sleep with her? Or something in order to get, you know, to get a, get a little love around me or respect, you know, like that, that comes to mind. You know what? So I was, I'm taking the leadership course for my doctoral program and we, we talking about, um, or there's a specific article or journal within the reading that talked about the actual data and statistics about men and female leaders. And so ultimately female and male leaders aren't different. They say that women leaders are more so ranked higher on evaluations than male leaders. Uh, they say female leaders more so delegate tasks more often uh, than male leaders. Uh, male leaders are a little bit more assertive. They're more a little bit more, uh, they, they'd rather do things by themselves. Um, but when it comes down to it, both are just as effective. And it, again, there are situations where it's a case-by-case basis. I mean, this is just a wide-range study. But on an individual basis, yes, there are inst- instances where you know female leaders are a little bit more emotional than male leaders. Um, it's a little bit harder to to gauge you know, where you are, where you fit in within the organization uh, with some female leaders. Um, but I think it's also good characteristics as well that comes from that. But it's just about understanding that maybe with more representation, we can sort of understand or better understand what it's like to um, to navigate these, these t- challenges and obstacles together. Because right now, you know, we're so used to the male-dominated view of, of the workplace. And so um, we do have a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be or what a female leader brings to the table. But again, it, it comes with having more, bringing more to the table so we can understand, all right, there's really no difference. It's just a few, maybe it's minute differences within the emotions. Um, but over than that, we can get the job done besides that. So, like, what do you guys, like, consider to be, like, uh, like sexual harassment? And what do you oh. think the punishment should be for sexual harassment on the job? So from the male perspective? or, or? From the male perspective. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, I know what right off the bat. Mean. You want to hear what I think is the, is that is a boss, a female boss that says guys cannot wear on free dress day. Guys can't wear jogging pants. Oh, that's I know why. I mean, I mean, it is. It is. Well, explain to me. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> he tried to act brand new. <laughs> you know what's going on when she say, "Oh, free dress day." The girls can wear the spandex and yoga pants and all that kind of stuff, right. little tights or whatever, which I don't mind at all. But um, <laughs> the guys can't wear We can't wear jogging pants. We just can't wear jogging pants on that day. Mm. And you better not wear them, you know, uh, you better not wear them with boxers, you know, <laughs> in, in a staff meeting. Uh, yeah. If you can't wear them, and if you could, you know, you can't, some of you all, some of you all in here can't wear them with, with boxers. Wow. Uh. Serious, wow. looking at us like, wow. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the flip side another, of it, you know. I think another example, <laughs> if it's done in an excessive way, oh, you you don't have a girl, you don't have a girlfriend yet, you should mm-hmm. be out dating, and that goes both ways, men oh, yeah, and yeah. women. You know, mm-hmm. just constantly inquiring about something like that. That's that, being could, nosy. That, that could be that could be <laughs> harassment. Or mind. if you're uh, in, in the piggyback to what you're saying too, to add on. If you're friends with a girl in that job site, right. you got to be having sex with her. Mm. Because if you're not having sex with her, then you're gay. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even, I mean, even yeah. to the fact, you know, someone, excessive touching to somebody, you know, somebody oh, yeah. just. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had that, you know, yeah. so a co-worker that just 
and greeted you with a hug and, and right. wanted to rub up your back, I mean, to the small of your back, you know, and I mean, right. and keep her hand rested there. And so, right. I mean, you know. and a lot of times we look at it like, oh, you're, you're a man, you should like that. But I mean, again, yeah. it should go both ways. I mean, some, there's some men who are uncomfortable with, with being, you know, touched excessively or hugged excessively. And I think that's the kind of that line uh, that we have to draw with, with, you know, talking about men and men being sexually harassed. Talk you, about you your giggling, experience, man. man. You're giggling. Because <laughs> some of this stuff I don't have a problem with. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's that, it's that presumed, like, yeah. Cause, cause, but from a technical standpoint. Right. It is, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, go, if you take that complaint to HR, that's a violation. You know, you being right. excessively rubbed or, or, or someone saying something to you. Uh, I mean, it may not be perceived as that by you or by somebody else as a man, but it is. And Shayna, what I will say, and then I'll shut up. Is it's also <laughs> I know you want me to, no, but um, he is giggling. I, I, uh, I will say this much. I think it's also frowned upon, and many don't say it. If a male took a sexual harassment mm. uh, issue to HR versus a woman, it's expected yeah. for a woman to take that uh, issue. It's expected if a man was to do it, it would be looked at by his coworkers differently. Mm. You know, on the flip side, let's talk right. about. Something that may be perceived from a from a man as being or from a woman as being sexual harassment that you may not view. Like for instance, if, if you're if you're uh, has something you got to go to the classroom and it's just you and a woman, and you do something that in your mind seems innocent, but her to her she takes it as being sexual harassment. Something as simple as saying you look really nice today, Cam Newton. Oh yeah, you know, you know, I believe the exchange was she asked him about routes. He was like, "It's funny that a woman's asking me about routes." He I, said, "Female, I think," and I think that was a trigger word. Right, right, exactly. That is a trigger word. Whereas something like I asked somebody about, um, oh, what's the cleaning liquid you use to, you know, wash the sink? Yeah. It's funny that a man is asking me that question. Right. I wouldn't be put off by that, but I understand that it is it is such a thing about trigger words and stuff like that. Whereas I think that's an example where if it was said to us, we wouldn't look at it as harassment. But if mm-hmm. it's said to them, I can understand how it's looked at as harassment. Yeah. Well, I was sexually harassed, harassed on just... the job before. And I, I like, took my issue to a couple of people before I actually reported it. Because I knew it, was, it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to blow it out of proportion right. or possibly get this person written up over something that might have been minute. Um, I was loss prevention at a home improvement store. I'm not going to say which one. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, walk around the store and a sales associate, which is somebody that's I'm ranked above this person. He was like, "Ooh, you have like really hairy sideburns. He was like, do you have a treasure trail? Oh, my God. I yes. said. Mm. Yeah, what is that? He didn't know you or have any relationship with you. He's a he's an employee at the store. I'm loss prevention. He's a sales associate. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all, you, you no. aren't any type of friends. Right. Or, no. So he yeah. was totally out of right. line. Like, yeah. y'all don't, wow. So I said, "What's a treasure trail?" And he said, "You know the little line here yes. that goes from your stomach to your." And he said the p word, and wow. I I felt uncomfortable. But I was in a situation. I was in like in a position where I was like, "Well, let me talk to a couple of people about this because I don't want to get him in trouble if it's if I'm making a big deal because I tend to make a big deal about little stuff." So I talked to the dude I was dating at the time. I talked to a female friend of mine. They were both like, "You need to go yeah. report that." 
So I reported it, and uh, I don't think anything happened. Mm. And I went to back to HR a couple of weeks later, like, what's going on with that? And he was like, well, he don't talk to you anymore, do he? I just told him not to talk to you anymore. But I still have to see this person. And work with this yeah, person. Yeah, that's, and that's work scary with this right person. There. See, that's, just, that's the reason why people don't say stuff. Because think about it. You have to be around that person. Nothing happened. So they were not punished in any way. And you know that I told on yeah, you. And now he knows. So that's... that's and I, I guess that goes back to what, you know, Anthony was talking about earlier in the, in the Hollywood uh, scene is, you know, why why would I tell? Because now if, if I out this person, he's just going to call his friends mm-hmm. who are other executives and say, hey, don't work, with don't work with her. Well, some people, it's a state of mind and they don't know that they're wrong. They don't mm-hmm. they don't know that they're wrong. There's a misguided sense of respect and understanding on, on, on both spectrums of genders when it comes to the other sex yeah, it it, it 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 it's seen, but in that in that type of situation, I could see if like that was your homeboy. I mean, and y'all just joking in some way, but for a complete stranger, for the most part, you know, to say something out of line, you know, that's that's uncalled for. Very much, so. and because it's a store, it's retail. Other people found out about it, mm. and somebody told me another older gentleman was like, you only reported him because you're not attracted to him. Oh, my God. If you were attracted to him and he said that to you, then you wouldn't have had a problem with it. Yeah, that's an issue. I truly believe it's... I truly believe the person that did this probably didn't know any better. Like, they probably they probably did not know any better, and, you know, they it is, it is an inherent sense of ignorance. Mm. Yeah. I was going to draw an example from, from high school, but I'm not going to go there. It's just... Uh, I'll go there. Go later. there. Right. Go to you. Well, okay, I guess so. Yeah. It was actually middle school where we, we had a sex ed class, right? Mm-hmm. And uh we were learning about, you know, males and females and they had uh taught us, you know, they they had taught us the word PMS. Mm-hmm. So there was a girl in my class that was getting on my nerves and uh we had a female substitute teacher and the girl was just getting on my nerves. I said, Are you PMSing right now? Mm-hmm. And the female substitute substitute teacher said, "Well, you know what? If you were one of my colleagues and I worked with you, I'd throw you out the window." Oh, she said this to me, and I'm I'm thrown off. Like, you know what? But I didn't understand it then. But as I grew up, I understood. Like, dang, what I said to her in the workplace—that's mm-hmm. a total no-no. Mm-hmm. It is a misguided direction of respect and understanding. That's 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 the way I look at it. But I mean, in, in, to add to that. That happens all the time. I mean, how many times have you been to workplace? Don't say that. Yeah, yeah I mean, right? and, and like you're saying, your your female boss or supervisor is tripping, mm-hmm. and the you know you turn to one of your boys and say she must be, right. you know, right. I mean, and it's wrong, but it's something that you know we it's say very dismissive. Yeah, the original yeah. reason I didn't want to go there is because you know. And, and it's funny that I kind of put my foot in my mouth, but I, I realized, you know, I was a kid. I'm like, you you say stupid things as a kid, but adults say stupid things like mm-hmm. that. And that's even more horrifying or disturbing. Yeah, I mean, it's just about understanding that this is a learned behavior. Like, a lot of times we learn this from, you know, the people we're around. If it's acceptable in a household, like, you just say stuff like that, joking with your your, your brother or your, your cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to still be with you to some extent. So it's just about understanding what's right, you know, um, in that situation with you, Shana, no, him, he may have been naive, but still, he should know what's right and what's wrong. Exactly. He should know what's, what you can say and cannot say in the workplace. He should, but 
you know. He wasn't I, a gentleman my age. He was at least 25 years older than me. I oh, was wow. like maybe 20. Oh, he was older? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I was maybe like maybe 22, 23. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was at least 25 years older than me. Wow. But, you know, we were talking about nowadays I've learned we can't assume that people know right from wrong mm-hmm. or okay. what's right and what's wrong. Um, prime example. Um, you know, I always give my examples of working in the school with kids. Eighth grader the other day, uh, she's down the hallway. She's walking up the hallway. I'm standing in the middle of the hallway, as big as I am. I know she sees me. She sees her friend, another girl, that they're friends. And she says, um, bitch, give me my book bag. Mm. That's exactly what she said in that tone. Bitch, give me my book bag. So I, I go over. I say, young lady, young lady. What's going on with your mouth? You know, so I'm correcting her. In the midst of her listening to me, she gets to rolling her eyes and she says, Are you done? Because I got to pee. Oh, well. I got to go to the bathroom before the <laughs> bell rings. So, of course, you know, that led to me having to take it to another level with her, you know. Took it up a notch. But when I sat down and talked to her, she said, Oh, I talk like this at home in front of my mama. Mm. So, if I can talk like this in front of my my family, my mother, my father, then why wouldn't I feel comfortable talking like this around you? It goes back to parenting again. Right. You always go back <laughs> there, always dude. go back to parenting that's, every episode. For real. Right. Like, that's parenting also having respect for yourself. <laughs> Just knowing that, all right, as a, as a, as a, a person, human being, I should at least hold myself to higher standards than this. Like, I can't cuss around myself. my mom now. I, I, don't, I don't curse around my mom. Yeah, if I do, I, I, I excuse myself. I say, I'm I sorry, can't. mom. She's little, but <laughs> I'm still scared of her. <laughs> I, I've let a, I, I've I've let a couple fly. Uh, more, I mean, I'm a little older. I let a, I've had to let a couple fly. You know, especially when we talk about Trump, that's when I really can get in with it because she might let a few fly. That's too. when my mom lets one lets a few fly. <laughs> so, in terms of this this culture moving forward, um, you know, the Harvey Weinstein. Um, I'm sure it's just getting getting started. I think it is going to spark a change yeah. because Oliver Stone said something at some point where he 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 kind of defended Harvey. He says, "I'm not going to say anything until I see the proof. Let's wait till it goes to trial." Mm-hmm. And then Playboy Bunny retweeted him, or at least like gave a shout out to him. Like, well, I remember that I was at the Playboy Mansion. You groped me. Mm-hmm. It was like, dang. Like, I, so I believe it is. It is. It is sparking a movement. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, is it going to be one of those things that like fizzles over time, though? Just like anything that happens in our culture, it's, just, it's like too early to. T- thing. I think right. it's really too early to tell. Yeah, it's too I, early to tell. I think it's sad, and 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 I feel for those women that that felt like that they had to go all these years with 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 pent up hurt and pain. Right. Many of them may have turned to drugs trying to deal with with mm-hmm. and cope with this. Like yeah. that's the 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 part that we don't take into consideration enough in this country. Is the emotional state behind what happens in these cases? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he groped her, he touched her, he sexually harassed her. She had to walk away from that and live. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. just did it and went on about his life to the, on to the next one. Mm-hmm. But this woman had to live with the hurt and the pain of giving of herself, and she it was unwanted. She mm-hmm. wasn't attracted. She didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. Perfect example, you know, Ben Affleck. You know, oh, there, yeah. there's there's a woman who is the I don't know her exact name. Forgive me. She's the wife of Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Walking Dead. She had an interview with Ben way back in the day. He, you know, hugged her and kind of groped her boob a bit. He was like, oh, you're 19, right? It was like a joke or something. 
But he walked away from that. Ben Affleck, she walked away like, dang, I, I didn't want to get groped. Mm-hmm. He came out and apologized on Twitter recently after this whole thing. We, we, we talked about that a lot in journalism. And that's what, you know, that we don't take into consideration the emotional state mm-hmm. that we, you know, as men, you know, not, I'm not, when I say we, I'm not talking about myself, but I'm saying as men as in, in our culture, we 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 will say something that's disrespectful or borderline disrespectful right. and we'll just walk away like what's she tripping about mm-hmm. yeah. but we leave that that woman with you know these feelings and 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 maybe thoughts of um am i worthy enough mm-hmm. or is it i just got to give that in order to be accepted yeah. like that that's wrong and that's the part that we don't take into uh, that we don't talk about enough that's for sure know? And I think we also can't neglect the fact that just like Terry Crews is men out here doing the same thing who mm-hmm. definitely ain't gonna talk about it. Yeah. Um in that situation. So it go it goes both ways in terms of um, you know, just bringing in the awareness around this. But I wanna get an R. Kelly. How did R. Kelly go all these years and not have anything? It's come back now and then. Like it, it's come back now and then again, Shayna. It's always followed him. I don't know. But he's but I still have people whom I consider friends who like defend R. Kelly and oh R. Kelly come to town and they'll still go see R. Kelly. I can't listen to R. Kelly. I feel like we have enough proof of what he's done to to make a correct assessment about who he is as a person. And in my opinion, he's a pedophile. Yeah. We've been I agree. we've been so forgiving to R. Kelly. I don't know why. It's, I don't think that R. Kelly or any other pedophile should be able to move within our community. Yeah. I agree. Now, what, now what? But I don't why do think you say he's a pedophile? Because he has sex with underage girls. And then, he married a 15-year-old. And then he supposedly has this, um, these three three young ladies in his uh, little circle, allegedly. And then that goes back to power. These women are of age. Mm. They were like maybe 19, early yeah, 20s when they met. But these are not women that come from wealthy families. He couldn't do that to Puffy daughter. Oh, no. no. Yeah. And the elephant in the room, he videotaped himself peeing on a woman. Yeah. She was a, a little 14. Girl. A girl, a girl. <laughs> she right, was right. 14. Of course. I'm telling you, money, it makes people think they can do anything. Mm-hmm. It, it, but did, did he openly know that like this girl was 14? I do. Do we? I mean, how many? He's a repeat how many offender, Marquise? <laughs> I'm saying, did, did he? Did he, he met know? A, he met Aaliyah he when, he was, when she was 12. She was 12 when they met. She was introduced to him by her uncle, who I'm sure made it clear this is a 12 year old, and he still married her when she was 15. Yeah. I mean, although he makes some good music, he's still he a predator. It's hard, <laughs> man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to find some type steal, of light. Marquis just want to step in the name of love. I do, I do. Like R. Kelly, I just, I just want to be home Kelly alone with Keith my... Murray. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, it's a song R. with Keith Murray my... called "Home Alone." Oh, yes, wow. off the yeah. double album that I used to listen to yes. a lot. Now, now, but... now, my anymore. favorite song by him is "Half on a Baby." You know uh, what I'm saying? I'm just, if I don't know why, you know uh, what I'm saying, but you know if. if I don't know. It's just hard to think of R. Kelly. And I guess that's why how some of people probably feel about Harvey Weinstein. That Mm -hmm. it's just hard to think that he... I think we sometimes, we put these, we put our our superstars, you know, on this plateau or this playing like 
uh, they're indestructible or I something. Gotta, like they can't do anything wrong. And then when they do, it's hard to. I got to wrestle with myself. He produced my favorite movie, Kill Bill. Him and his mm-hmm. brother, Bob and Harvey Weinstein, produced Kill Bill. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it just shows you that we don't really know people. Like mm-hmm. we we know their their working life. We know their work history. We know the movies they what produce. We what we see on television. But with these people, I'm sure a lot of them are doing some crazy stuff that mm-hmm. we don't even know about. It's just, I mean, they're, they're, they're human beings. A lot of them are flawed people, flawed, flawed characters. And so for us to glamorize all of them and say, like, oh, this is what I aspire to be. You know, this is who I, I sort of, um, you know, seek to, as my, my, this person I hold up on this pedestal, not knowing what they are in their real life. And that's, yeah. that's the sad part. I guess, you know, some of my last uh, thoughts on it is that uh, Harvey uh, Weinstein probably needs to, he definitely needs some help. Uh, he has admitted, I think I saw on CNN uh, when he was getting in a car or something, they asked him and he said he really needs some help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, my hope and my prayer is that he does get the help that he mm-hmm. needs. Um, okay. But more so that these uh, women who were victimized by him get justice. Mm -hmm. Um, And they deserve that because they need closure in their Mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. You know, and and nothing will uh, probably ever change what happened. But just the mere fact that they're able to get some type of closure from this, uh, that they know that them coming forward brought some type of justice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that, you know, the edict is put out there moving forward that this is not tolerated and that to do something like this may in your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could he retroactively be prosecuted for this? I'm not sure. I didn't really read much into it in terms of uh, like the If they can, if they can get Bill Cosby, I'm sure they can yeah. get him. Yeah. Right. It may end in the same. And again, it's a difference between. Thing, which is a hung jury. Right. You know. Well, I believe. Did they buy him gifts? Because I think that's what kind of hung the jury was that after these so-called sexual assaults with Bill Cosby, she called him on Valentine's Day, she bought him Valentine's Day gifts, like it was a lot of like conflicting information. I think that's what kind of the hung jury thing kind of came from with the Bill Cosby thing. We'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Mm -hmm. But my final thoughts on this is know how to stand up for what's right and if you see somebody that's not standing up for what's right, before you condemn them Try to have empathy as to why they're not standing up. Try to understand the reason behind Ain't no why. money in standing up for what's right. right. That's that's the problem. Right. Like, we don't on, take care of me... people that stand up for what's right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I understand. And what I was going to say was, you know, you look at NBC who, Mia Farrow, who used to be married to Woody Allen, her son had a report on Harvey Weinstein that NBC blocked from coming over the airwaves. Mm-hmm. And... You know, NBC was wrong for that. They were very wrong for that. So that's why I was saying, you know, know how to stand up, have empathy for those that don't, because at least try to understand why they didn't stand up. For NBC, I believe it was, you know, a reputation thing. Mm -hmm. I believe Weinstein probably does have some kind of like reach to their network. So that's that's that's, that was my final point. So you think like mainstream media may have played a a part in why this they blocked they blocked the story. They blocked the story. Could have been. They, they have Megyn Kelly over there now. I saw yeah. a clip with Courtney Love, and everybody knows like who she is and how she acts. Right. But it was from 2005, and somebody asked her, do you have any advice for any young girl in Hollywood? And she said, yeah, if Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party, don't go. Wow. Straight up. Wow. There it is. I you feel know, like that should have been magnified. <laughs> 
It should have, but I think again at that him. time, in at that time, a, a lot of people they just view it as. Um, do you see her in many movies? Right. No. Yeah, they sort of do disappear. You're right. <laughs> when they say stuff like that. Go ahead. I'm not going to interrupt you again. It goes back to what she was saying, but go ahead, Eric. I was going to say. I guess my final point is that um, in any situation like this, we can't continue to blame the victims. I think that that causes a lot more harm. Um, it forces people to be afraid, you know, stand up and speak out against, you know, uh, instances of sexual assault, sexual harassment. Um, and we just got to change our culture. The culture needs to change in the household. It needs to change in these schools, on the college campuses. Um, you know, just realizing that this isn't obviously having the moral, I guess the moral strength to know that this isn't the right thing to do as a, as a man or as a person who, is sexually harassing that person, knowing that this isn't right. You know, this is someone's child. This is, um, it's just not morally right. But I think it's also, again, just changing the culture, realizing that we need to talk about this, have discussions out in the open to really bring this to the light. Well done. Yep. Any it's final a good thoughts? topic, good? man. I got to yeah. give myself a pound of back. That was a good one. I'm glad you brought this one up. Um, but thank you all so much for this episode. It was a great one. Uh, we're going to continue to see you all and talk to you more in the future. And this was Can you Can We Talk? <laughs>